Matt Seiler here, lover of a good competition. One of the other guests on Jeff's phenomenal podcast threw a gauntlet trying to make his episode the most popular on the phenomenal ATBS, the podcast series. Being the frequent guest on the only sub-series, SFAO, I want to make sure that I win. And by winning, Jeff wins. And by Jeff winning, we all win. So please like, share, own, make sure that it gets the popularity it demands as ATBS rules the world. Welcome to ATBS, the podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Volmerick. Thanks for being here. This episode is the first in what I intend to be an ongoing series called SFAO. The acronym came into existence a bit more than a year ago while Matt Seiler and I journeyed on a 15-day skiing road trip around the Intermountain West. Naturally, Matt's my guest today on ATBS. He's one of the most innovative, entertaining, quick-witted, and articulate people I know. Personally and professionally, Matt is a renovator. He's a three-time CEO who's led some of the advertising industry's most awarded agency and agency groups. Matt is managing director of marketing and communications, as well as executive in residence at Reigns International. I hope you enjoy the first SFAO episode on all things big and small, the podcast. Good afternoon, Matt. Welcome to ATBS, the podcast. Thanks for joining me. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Jeff, even if it has to be virtually. <laughs> even if it does. Great to hear your voice for my listeners. It is April 29th as I record this with Matt. This is a revisit to our earlier episode, which is not going to be released because the sound quality wasn't great, but it was in late January, early February. My, how things have changed. The world is a different place as we all know, but there we were at Sundance in late January, you know, with snow outside and ski areas running and what a wonderful conversation we had then. And I, I don't expect to recreate it, but I look forward to wandering through these next few minutes with you. Me too. It's funny even thinking back to our time together at Sundance. Early in the lockdown, I read a piece in the Harvard Business Review about a senior leadership team, and they were asked to kind of go around the video conference and share how each of them was feeling. And one of them said, I feel like I'm in mourning. And the rest of the people all paused and said, wow, that's a really interesting choice of word. I hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah, I think I'm in mourning too. And it led to this conversation about they were mourning a past that they hadn't really appreciated enough, which is not hard to decipher metaphor for life itself. And they were mourning the futures that they'd also kind of taken for granted. And I think that there's just so much of a lesson to that. It's also interesting for those that have kind of kept a journal of how you felt day one, week one versus month one into month two. 
because that sense of mourning, I think, has evolved into something much more positive. And that, I'm sure, will be a part of our conversation, too. You mentioned in our conversation prior to recording that, how did you phrase it? The, the, you know. Yeah, so I love talking to people about what's changed for now versus what's changed for good. Right. And then I like pausing on the changed for good as in two senses of the word good as in for the long term. And the other is that's positive. And it's led to just so many good conversations with people. And that morning, bizarrely, there's starting to almost be a little bit of mourning for our current situation as in knowing that this will not go on forever. And that some of the people that were pining for the past that we all had and took for granted are beginning to anticipate having to leave this new reality that a lot of us have found to be super positive. So as stores begin to reopen and restaurants open and the expectation that one might actually go to an office or get on a plane to attend a conference or whatever, people are like, do I have to? Because it's actually okay the way things are, thank you. Which you know speaks to the adaptability of humans that we get very comfortable and happy with whatever our situation is after a short period of time. But it also hopefully speaks to our evaluating what we used to do because it's what we used to do, not because it was necessarily the right thing to do or the most rewarding thing to do or the most productive thing to do. Right. I was talking to somebody yesterday and, and we were talking about, we were talking about just that, right? That what did it feel like? What did we do? Were we just sleepwalking in some ways? And how do we take this experience and move forward and what will stick uh, to your point, right? Like we're lamenting the passing of this experience. Fascinating to see where we go here. It is. And you and I have talked about this over the years where I've had this kind of obsession with artificial intelligence meets robotics meets cryptocurrency meets collision course with our global economic foundation because AI and robotics suggest that you can do many things without human beings and the frailties that each of us represents. But the global markets require the maximum number of people to be employed because employed people have spending power evidence this global crisis. It's really about things are shut down. People can't spend. Tankers are filled up with oil that nobody wants, that people have gone from $100 a barrel expectation to you have to pay me to take your oil. Fascinating. So you look at that new recognition that employed people probably shouldn't be the basis for all things and that there should be different metrics and that crypto comes into that because it's actually barter and that preceded capitalism as we know it. And so you look at this moment of reflection and say, is there a path out of this? It isn't just going back to something that obviously isn't good for the planet, which is making as many people to consume as much goods as can be convinced to consume. And is the fact that we are going to be, let's call it, six additional trillion dollars in debt through this, is that the moment that forces us to think differently about 
things that have been in place. There's a whole other conversation around the control or the lack thereof that the federal government has and how we've seen that manifest itself in this country versus others where there has been more centralization around what should be done and how to control it in terms of COVID. A lot of this really interesting stuff to reflect upon and hope that when we're done reflecting that we don't go, yeah, that was interesting to think for a little bit, hadn't done that in a while. I think I'll just go back to being busy and not thinking and making money so that I can spend money so the economy just continues to grind on. The same conversation I was having yesterday, we went into, as human beings, how it, it takes us quite some time to learn and become accustomed to something. In this case, you know, six or eight weeks. So learning takes some time. We have also very short memories, right? Kind of selectively short memories, to your point. What are we going to take away from this? What are we going to carry forth in a positive way? That's good for us. That's you know good for humans, good for the planet. All of it very interesting, right? Will we keep this front of mind and proceed with in a changed fashion? In some ways, I sure hope so. I do too, and and it's going to be up to the lemmings and the leaders of the lemmings, and that'll happen within individual organizations. It'll happen within states, municipalities, countries, etc. But if the leaders, quote unquote, go back to business as usual, it will likely mean that the rest of us do too. Because if you know the boss goes back to the office and the everyday workers don't feel like they need to be there, that's a very different thing from the boss choosing not to go back to the office and the everyday workers feeling as though, therefore, they either can or can't. It certainly won't be frowned upon. I think that one of the things I hope will come of this is we have been, as I said, we've been measured on busy. Right. We haven't been measured on productive. And I, I spend a lot of time around, what did you do? What did you make? And the making bit of that being the more important part. Like, work does not equal product. That you were working doesn't mean very much unless that work led to something. And I don't think that we've spent enough time evaluating how much comes of that because we didn't need to because, you know, busy people made money and people with money kept the economy going. If you stopped and you start evaluating those people, particularly in the marketing world from which I come, an awful lot of time between, say, beginning of January through March and then again June through September anyway is spent elsewhere. And you're, you're at a conference and you're feeling good about being at that conference because everybody else is there too. So you don't feel as though you're not really doing very much because everybody else is not doing very much where you are too. And then all of those conferences, all of those events stopped. And so all those people that were purportedly busy before are kind of called out sitting in their home offices going, yeah, I don't actually, I don't actually do <laughs> So I think that organizations are going to take a hard look at that as they begin to move forward again and evaluate how much making has been going on versus how much busy has been promoted. Yeah, we've talked about the busy thing so many times over the years. For those of you who don't know, you know Matt and I have known each other a long time and had lots of great conversations along these lines. I appreciate your perspective 
on those things, you know, you being on the East Coast and me being in the Intermountain West, geographically, I think it's really interesting who's doing what, right? We were talking before we recorded that, you know, Manhattan is one thing, you know, European countries, Italy, Spain are another thing, you know, mountain towns in the Intermountain West, completely different. And, and even within a, a geographic location, different experiences depending on what you're doing, right? Like if you're going to the grocery store, it's one thing. If you go to another store, you know, you can't get in without your mask on. And it's just fascinating. I, I was having this conversation yesterday about, you know, what practices will we carry forward? And what I came up with is, you know, not unlike in the past, each individual across the board covering the spectrum. Some people are going to follow the letter of, you know, strictly from staying healthy, you know, they're going to be wearing masks and gloves and those kinds of things. And then other people are going to completely ignore it and everything in between, which will be interesting. Well, and not that we should spend the whole time talking about this because we should get this situation fluid agenda open, which by the way, if ever there were a need for fluidity, uh, it's now. So it's funny when I think about the conversation we had in that idyllic mourn for times when people got together without thinking about it, time of what situation fluid meant then versus what it means now. But it's a, one of the things that I think needs to happen before we confidently get back out there is intelligent communication. And I think that one of the things that's been hardest for everyone is we just don't know. So I only leave my house one time a day for a run or a bike ride and I'm running on the bike path. I'm not wearing a mask. I pass people who are wearing masks who look at me like I am death. I am going to kill them. And how dare I be running without a mask? And I think, okay, well, let's just employ a little bit of logic here. So I'm running, which means I probably don't have pulmonary issue. And you're wearing a face mask which means you're covered. It's redundant for me to have a face mask, you to have a face mask, as far as we know. But because there's been so little clarity and information, because we've gotten to this point where first we hated the Chinese because this was the Chinese flu, and then we hated people from big cities because people like me left New York and came to our summer houses to kill everybody where um, the, the locals live. And now every individual is a potential ticking time bomb. And you see people driving around alone in their cars with face masks on. Like, oh, golly, what, what's going on in your head? Yeah, we're going to see it all. We are seeing it all. We're, we're going to continue to see it all. So you referenced it, I think, here on ATBS, the podcast, which has been evolving over the last three to four months. And I believe that there's going to be a, a series or format that is going to be SFAO. It's going to fall under the SFAO category, as you referenced, situation fluid, agenda open. I'd love to go back to you and I and where that, how, how that evolved for us. Me too. You know, in the world we live in Literally. today, it was yeah. not just conversation. Yeah, can we do that again? <laughs> yes, please. I'm ready. Bag your pack. So uh, I'll, I'll lay the groundwork a little bit for our listeners that in 
January into early February of last year, 2019, Matt had a moment in time that initially looked like it might be three to five days. Busy man in the advertising world, great jobs through a you know an early part of working career into midlife. And you had an opening. And I live in the Intermountain West and I had an opening as well. Mine appeared to be a little longer than yours, so I kept it open. And if you wouldn't mind, paint the picture of what transpired and and turned into a something that you wrote called Taking Turns. Yeah, it was magic. It was magic on a whole bunch of levels because, as you said, we had windows that I hadn't had before, maybe not in my adult life. And we both had the commitment to doing what we could or wanted and to not allow things that could have gotten in the way of that window to close it. And so we went off without an agenda and we we coined SFAO days into the trip, sort of amused at ourselves because we didn't have an agenda. So we did situation fluid agenda open. So you and I met on your birthday uh, in the first of the ski towns we did together. I was coming off of a, a couple of other mountains that I visited prior to our getting together. And we kind of went where we wanted and did what we wanted until we didn't want to do it anymore. And in some places that meant we were there for a day and in other cases it meant that we were there for four or five. We rolled into town, we found the pool hall. Um, that's one of the things that I love about that where you know you and I are both decent pool players but not extraordinary. But somehow that trip, the combination of us was extraordinary and we couldn't lose, nowhere. No, we went from Colorado to New Mexico to Utah and we couldn't lose. It was magic. It was so beautiful driving from place to place. We did 1,750 miles in your rockin' minivan. And whomever was driving got to enjoy the fruits of the DJ sitting next to him and vice versa. The rides themselves were incredible, which I hadn't really thought about. But the vistas, the skiing, the pool, the music, all of it just combined for this really kind of magic moment that you don't typically get or one doesn't typically get in mid to late 50s. And what I was working through then, and you were immensely helpful with, was I was trying to launch a new business. And I was trying to figure out whether I did that on my own, whether I did it with partners, what was it going to be? There were actually two businesses that I was contemplating. And I had the beauty of our time together to let things kind of percolate and to not have other agenda that were complicating that thought process and emerged out of the mountains and on our trip together with clarity around what I wanted to do. And I think that that happens with people that they're allowing themselves to do it, which is you're kind of chewing on stuff without knowing how much work is being done on it. It's always there in the back of your head, but there's so many other distractions that it doesn't often come to the forefront. And in that, there weren't other distractions except for you know beautiful, happy fun. There weren't stress. There weren't business. There weren't other kind of contaminating factors. The only other factors were positive. So 
here we are a year and change later and launched the business last October. And I, I have not had this much fun professionally in I don't know how long, maybe ever, which is saying something as I have loved my career. But I'm fairly certain that I would not have had the confidence and conviction of this very formalized agenda had we not had an agendaless time together. Yeah, I agree. And and while you're talking, I'm thinking about what I'm doing at this moment, which is sitting in front of a microphone recording our conversation for ATBS, the podcast. And I really don't know. At the time, I wasn't thinking. I wasn't consciously thinking about what's next for me, Jeff. But I don't know if this would have come to pass or if this is something that I would have jumped into had we not had the 14, 15 days of and 1,700 miles and, and lack of stress and, and situation fluid agenda open experience that we had. And, and I'm, hope, I'm optimistic to, that that comes forward for many people because in some ways here we are as a global family in a situation that is indeed fluid the agenda may not be completely open, but it doesn't seem to be set as you referred to earlier. Like we don't know. And I am thrilled to be doing what I'm doing and having you as a guest and, and continuing our dialogue as we have for many years. And really, I think, you know, we're all able to be a little bit more creative. We're through our experience for you and I, SFAO road trip, and then put that on top of what we're doing now and what the world is experiencing. I think that's a hundred percent right. I, I think that those that will really prosper because of this are the ones that have seen this as a fluid situation with a much more open agenda. There's a line that I love, which is a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And I think that there are some people who are putting their heads down going, please, 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 please get me back to what I had before. And for some people, not to in any way diminish the pain that this has caused for an awful lot of people who don't have jobs and who are desperate to get back to the way things were before because they have to. Um, but for those of us that have the advantage to look at this crisis as an opportunity that can look at it the way that you certainly do and the way that I was fortunate to. It, I also think that when you do this, what I'm really thinking about when you decided to do this podcast, because you and I have had this very long term relationship and because we have been able to kind of finish each other's thoughts and conversations that I have cherished for a long, long time. I remember I was driving back from Virginia and you called on a Sunday afternoon and said, I, I, I got to do something with all of this. And I'm not exactly sure what form it should take. And true to open minds and the ability to really listen, I think, you and I realized that there was a, a person that I had just met that could be of advantage to you and how you were imagining the form that this could take. And that, again, was, you know, I, I don't know that it's a fluid situation with an open agenda or it's once you've had that experience that again your antennae are up that you're more receptive to things that you listen better to what the universe has to say so those kinds of gifts that come the connections that happen and so on i think do because 
people in these unforeseen moments find the positives, find ways to make something good come of that. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Back to something I said earlier, I just think that people are being really creative. I think we're listening better, which is a real skill. You know, here we are, we don't get to stand in front of everybody that we used to. We don't get to go to the conferences. We don't get to get on planes. We, we have to listen. Using you and I as an example, we turned off our video so that we would have better sound quality. We don't get to see each other in this case, and we have to listen more. And in turn, I think we internalize, we hear what people are saying, and then we also then are making connections and you reference that. And I think that's one of the big wins here. I'm hopeful is that people feel like more like, oh, I just had this conversation with so-and-so and I think it might be an interesting idea for the two of you to connect. And you've done it very well. We have other friends who've done it very well over time. And, and I'm optimistic that that will happen for more and more people. And uh, Matt, I know you have to go. I don't know how quickly. I do, but I don't want to. I love that. I will prolong it by saying another thing, <laughs> which in this way that we're communicating again with the video off or however we're doing Zoom conversations, cocktails, however we're finding this way, one of the things that I think is massively important to recognize through these last several weeks is that conversations begin in a very different context from how they did prior, which is we are unavoidably human through this. We are in our homes for the most part. And so the conversations we have with business people, with people we don't have pre-existing relationships with are in a very different guise because we've invited them into our homes and that's a really different perspective. I almost always begin conversations with people, particularly when I'm getting to know them. Where are you? What's going on there? Who's there? How's it working? And if you think about that from a business context, you, know, you walk into a conference room, there's a wall that has gone up because we're within a business context. We are dressed for business. We are there to have a specific conversation. and you know, a lot of presentation coaches use the overused, frankly, notion that you should imagine your audience naked when you're standing in front of them because it humanizes them. And in a way, we've all become naked through this. We don't have to imagine each other naked because we are naked, because you see the backgrounds of where people are. You know that they're at home. I think that'll last for a generation or generations. I think that the fact that we've exposed our humanity to each other in ways we never would have thought of doing is going to help frame us and frame the kinds of engagements that we have, certainly professionally and hopefully beyond. And I think that's one of the things, you know, you and I talked about what's changed for now versus changed for good and which of the things that's changed for good is actually good. And I think that's one of them. I think that there can and should be a better level of connectedness that leads to those more open, willing, antennae-up kinds of engagements. Gives me lots of thought, and I think that's the place to finish right there, Matt. I 
appreciate your perspective always. I appreciate our friendship. I appreciate our connection today and always. And I look forward to having you back on ATBS, the podcast. I have to say thank you for our time together on the road last year for, you know, SFAO, Situation Fluid Agenda Open. For those of you listening, I look forward to having future episodes under that header that are as enlightening and as enjoyable as this one has been. Matt, I really appreciate you. Me too, my friend and brother, and congratulations on all you're doing and in leading the way. I will look forward to all that is to come. Fantastic. Until next time, my good friend, thanks for joining. There it is. Hopefully the first of many SFAO episodes here on ATBS, the podcast. I highly recommend checking out Matt's insightful and entertaining articles on LinkedIn. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, please spread the word in whatever way feels comfortable to you and subscribe if you'd like. Thank you as always for spending your time listening. I surely appreciate it. Until next time, be kind, stay healthy, and keep thriving.